African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa. Thank you for joining us on our various platforms. And as I mentioned before, our news update that today we'll be speaking to new political formations that are running for elections in South Africa's uh, upcoming election in May 8th this year. And uh, South Africa will see the citizens heading to the election polls on May 8th this year. And according to the Electoral Commission of South Africa, an estimated 26 7 million South Africans have registered to vote, despite the fact that over 280 parties had registered to participate in this year's election. Only 48 parties have made the final cut to be listed on the ballot paper. Although analysts have predicted that the main contenders will be the three top political parties so far in the country, the African National Congress, the Democratic Alliance, and the Economic Freedom Fighters, there are new political parties that are now contending for this year's elections. Does South Africa still need new political formations in its current uh, democratic uh, dispensation. We'll be speaking to new political parties to answer these uh, questions. We're joined on the line by Dr. Makosi Koza, who is the founder of the African Democratic Change that have registered for this year. We also have Zanele Luana, the Deputy President of Black First, Land First. And uh, we're going to also be joined by Paramile Hlubi, who is the Gauteng's chairperson of the Socialist Revolutionary Workers Party, which is also a new formation started uh, by the um, Union Party, NUMSA. And now, let me start with you, Dr. Makosi Koza. Thank you for joining us on our program. Thank you very much for having me. Now, Dr. Koza, this is your third time in a space of two years resigning in one way or another. Uh, you were in the ANC and then you went to move on to the African Democratic Change and then you resigned there and moved on uh, to another uh, civil society and then you resigned there as well and you've moved back to the African Democratic Change. Why so many resignations? That's not correct that immediately so sure. that we can get into the debate. I've been with the ANC, I have been with the ANC for 35 years, sir. And I moved from the ANC after I received the persecution for fighting corruption. And after that, I then went, I established ADEC. But ADEC was infiltrated, as you know. In fact, even the spokesperson of ADEC says when Gualane was was rewarded for uh, disrupting the party, and she is now with the ANC Women's League as its head. So I did not resign from ADEC. It was a strategic retreat because I didn't want to be like Cope and take people to court and stuff like that and end up losing relevance. So 
there is no there is no contradiction there so mm. we may get along with the with the debate thank you sure no i just wanted to get that idea because we just speak on behalf of the public so they understand the terms and conditions yes. on how you back at the african democratic change well let me come to you zanelle luana from black first land first thank you for also joining us on our program I'm just uh, wanting to know from your side in terms of Black First, Land First, you guys have been very much uh, uh, busy in the the political spectrum. What do you think you guys can offer in these particular elections? I mean, you have been known to supporting the Guptas, Jacob Zuma. Um, You've been known for issues around land. Um, You've also been uh, known for the uh, outburst that you had in front of a journalist's house somewhere in uh, the northern parts of Johannesburg. So uh, those are the things that you're known for. So what are you putting on the table this time around? Yes, thank you very much for inviting us. We will be contesting this year's uh, elections as Black First Land First, primarily because we believe that we are the only political party in this country that represents the interests of our people. In a sense that we are not preoccupied as an organization on fighting other political parties rather than to refocus our people into confronting the enemy, which is the white minority that has the wealth and the land that they stole from black people. That is our primary mandate. We want to then be represented in Parliament post 8th of May so that we can be able to drive a unity program where black political parties, particularly the Economic Freedom Fighters and the African National Congress, are not preoccupied with fighting each other while land thieves are folding their hands and laughing at us. We want to drive a black caucus where all black political parties that are represented in parliament, then we will have the two-thirds majority to really use our power to push for constitutional amendments so that land can be returned to our people, to push for nationalization so that the wealth can be redistributed to our people. That is our main uh, agenda that we will be driving throughout these elections. I'm sure you are aware that mm. because we are the black voice in South Africa, the Democratic Alliance, and in particular, the Freedom Front Plus, we currently are involved in a court battle where the Freedom Front Plus has approached the electoral court saying our organization is illegitimate to contest this year's election. And we have been quite vocal in, in the sense that these land seeds, we are going to defeat them in court, we are going to defeat them in parliament, and we are going to defeat them on the street. And that is why we are appearing in court on Thursday, and we are going to mm. defeat them. Well, excuse me, Dr. Koza, what's, what's the problem there? No, I'm saying we seem to be having a monologue. Can, can we get other people to comment so that this, uh, this session is, is fair? Yes, we're all commenting and, and uh, we're giving each other time, Dr. Koza. So let me mediate <laughs> yeah, this whole process and I'll, I'll, I'll please be patient with us as we're giving you all yes, a different uh, time to... Koza was given an opportunity to speak mm. and no one interrupted her mm. when she was giving an input. So I don't think it's called for that she can in, uh, disrupt... While I am uh, okay, Zanelli. what we stand for as an organization, uh, sure, it's sure. All right, let's all calm down. I'll facilitate this whole program. Dr. Koza, 
I would also like you to give me that opportunity to do that because I was coming back to you to come back to that point in terms of trying to understand how you are going to make yourself and your party stand apart from the uh, current uh, political um, uh, conversations that are happening right now. What makes ADEC actually stand apart? Okay, first of all, it's very simple with us. We, we want the rule of law. And when we are talking about the rule of law, the social contract that we have in South Africa right now is the Constitution, which is guaranteeing everybody human dignity. But there can't be human dignity when you have such a high rate of unemployment. Hence, we are saying there has to be 2,000 rents across the board for all unemployed South Africans. Why we are saying so? We are in this fourth industrial revolution that is setting jobs. And secondly, there can be no human dignity if somebody is unemployed and does not even have the money to pay to go and look for the job. And we are therefore saying we need to review the tax policy so that all the companies that have now they adopted the, 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 the inevitable, which is the robotics to, to replacing the human bodies. We wanted those, those, those companies to be taxed more so that we are able to have universal social wage. That is what we are fighting for as, as, as ADEC. And we are also to not like the narrative of dividing this country. You know, corruption thrives when we are dividing each other. We have Indian people here in this country who have never been to India. They, the only home they know is South Africa. Let us focus on uniting our people and focus on the real issues and stop this thing of black and white and focus on the real issues. If there has to be land redistribution, it should not be driven primarily by the skin color, but it should be driven by what will make South Africa work. Thank you. And, and what makes that actually, what actually is going to be different in terms of what you're putting on the table? And I know that there's a lot of extremes that we've seen right now in terms of issues of land redistribution, issues around how we deal with the energy crisis in South Africa, Dr. Koza. There's other issues in terms of uh, corruption within uh, the state. So how do you see your African democratic change bring uh, something different for the electorate? Because when you're on the okay. ground... Obviously, mm. we, are now, we wanted to end corruption. That's the first thing. But the thing that you must note is that we are saying 2,000 rand is social wage for the unemployed in particular. In other words, you are going to be giving people human dignity. And that social wage must be linked to the reskilling of society. We have a lot of people that are not, uh, that possess skills that are no longer relevant for this uh, post-industrial revolution. We are coming up with practical solutions. Again, we are saying all languages, all languages, they must be bilingual textbooks in schools, which means that the, a black African language must have the English the English aspect of it, we, so that we eliminate the language barrier in South African schools, because that is what is putting us at the back foot as black Africans.
Mm. Zanele, what are you guys offering that's different from the other political parties? Some people say black first, land first, uh, due because of Andy um, uh history with the EFF is contesting with the same agenda with the economic freedom fighters. How are you going to distinct yourself from uh, the economic freedom fighters because you're both seen as leftists as a party? Yes. I think it's a very important question. We are very different from the economic freedom fighters in a sense that we will never, ever give political power to white people. We will never do what the economic freedom fighters had done in Nelson Mandela Bay in the Tswane municipality and Johannesburg municipality. Um, on the 6th of April, which is Saturday, we will be launching what other parties call a manifesto. We call it an elections battle plan. And we call it a battle plan primarily because we believe that all the demands that we are, ma- we are making as Black First Lenses, we must all unite as black people and fight for them. We are not involved in the type of politics where we make promises to black people. And once we are elected to parliament, we forget about the people that put us into power. And if you're going to get your hands in our election battle plan that we are going to launch and and publish online once we have launched it this Saturday, we are making a clear demand. The first condition is let expropriation without compensation. The second condition is the nationalization of the strategic economic sectors in in the country, primarily the mining and also uh, the nationalization of the banks and particularly calling for a state bank. We then say as Black First Land says that the issue of unemployment in the country is an issue of government. Government should be able to have uh, a mm. programs in place to address unemployment. And that's why we say that uh, the government must train our people. Well, after training our people, if the government is unable to create opportunities where our people get employment, we are calling for a minimum wage of 5,000 rand across all the unemployed people, including graduates who go to university, get their qualifications, and do not find jobs. They should be paid the exact same salaries their peers are getting from the jobs that they have been able to get in particular industries. That's what we are calling for. We also believe that the pension for old people currently is unrealistic. It is unable to deal with how these old citizens must be able Mm. to take care of their families. And that's why we are calling for 5,000 rand in particular, for all citizens and 2,000 rand for the child support mm. grant. Okay. Zanelli, that sounds almost like the EFF mandate, doesn't it? It sounds, it may sound like that, but we, if people have been honestly watching on how the EFF has uh, uh, um, fashioned itself, it says all these things, but really when the time comes where these issues need to be practicalized, need to be implemented so that our people's needs can be catered for. The, 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 the economic freedom fighters had not stood the test. And this is primarily their handing over of political power to a racist, white supremacist organization okay. such as the Democratic Alliance, which has come out clear many decades mm. before and even now that they are against 
what black progressive organizations have been calling for, including land expropriation without compensation. So it's good for the EFF to call for this demand. But really, when the time comes where we have an opportunity to implement these demands and change the lives of our people, they have chose to donate the votes of black people to a white racist and repentant party which has no agenda to transform the lives of black people. Okay, that's the voice there of Zanele Luana, who's the deputy president of Black First Land First. And also you heard the voice of Dr. Makosi Koza, founder of the African Democratic Change. Well, they're putting on the table what they're offering for South Africans in the upcoming elections. And I'm going to take a quick break. We'll stay with our guests and we'll be joined after the break by Paramile Lubi, who is a Gauteng's chairperson for the Socialist Revolutionary Workers Party, which is also a very fresh party that is contesting for this election. And because it's born from a union, I also want to ask Paramile how are they going to differentiate the work of the union and uh, the work of uh, uh, the uh, party in itself. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back after this. Ableism is the discrimination or social prejudice against the persons with disabilities. While you may not be aware of it, your ideas, attitudes, assumptions and stereotypes, be it conscious or unconscious, may offend persons with disabilities. Life Begins After Coffee, an original heartwarming six-part television series that focuses on job creation for persons with disabilities. Catch Life Begins After Coffee on SABC2 starting on the 6th of April at 6pm. Brought to you by SABC Education, enriching minds, enriching lives. Well, you are listening uh, to Channel Africa. Thank you for joining us here on African Dialogue, where from Monday to Thursday we contextualize the big issues on the African continent. I'm not sure if we have Paramile there on the line. Let me check if she's on the line there. Paramile, are you there with us? No, I think that's the person that we lost, Paramile Lubi, who is uh, joining us uh, from Socialist Revolutionary Workers Party. We've been trying to get hold of her during since the beginning of our program. But I want to come back to you, Dr. Makosi Koz, in terms of uh, this question that we wanted to really delve into, which is, uh, is there enough space currently in terms of... Uh, um, introducing new political formations in South Africa's democracy. What are your thoughts around that as you are grappling around this issue as a new political party? Okay, we're going to just take a quick break and then we're going to sort that out and sort our lines. They seem to be scrambled all over the place. Let's take another break and then see if we can sort out our lines. Join world-renowned Harvard economist and corporate strategist Mark Kramer and other exciting speakers in Nairobi, Kenya at the Africa Shared Value Summit from 23 to 24 May 2019. Hear how business thought leaders and changemakers have transformed their organizations through profit with purpose. Book your ticket at africashadevaluesummit.com today. Channel Africa is a proud media partner of Africa Shared Value Summit and will be broadcasting live from the summit. 
Make sure you don't miss out on the broadcasts on the 23rd and the 24th of May 2019. Log on to www.channelafrica.co.za or Southern Africa DSTV 802 to listen. Channel Africa from an African perspective. Well, thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa. Let me just check who we have on the line right now. I think we're still struggling with our lines this morning. I don't know if we have Dr. Koza on the line. Doctor, are you there with us? Yes, I am, sir. I apologize for the lines there. And let me check if we have Zanele Luana back on the line. Zanele, are you with us? No, she's not with us. Uh, Paramile is with us. Paramile, are you there with us there? Yes, I am. Thank you so okay, much for fantastic. Let me show. start this section with you, Paramile, since we have you a little bit late in our program. But I just wanted to check on you in terms of how uh, NUMSA is going to be distinct from its Socialist Revolutionary Workers' Party. Tell us a little bit around the aspirations of this new party. Yes, indeed. And thank you so much for having us on your platform. You will know that the National Union of Metal Workers of South Africa has been at the forefront of all the struggles of the working class. I dare say that, um, in my view, NUMSA has been the most progressive, progressive and certainly the most instrumental working class formation that has done the most work in driving an agenda for the working class in this country. Last year, NUMSA won a landmark judgment in relation to labor brokers, which confirmed the rights of temporary employees and, and basically said that only that after three months, temporary workers must be made permanent. NUMSA uh, again won another landmark judgment last year in relation to the right of workers to sing struggle songs, um, and this constitutional judgment ensured that workers could not be uh, attacked, abused, or discriminated against or disciplined simply for singing revolutionary struggle songs. I mean, the list goes on and on in terms of the interventions that NUMSA has made uh, on behalf of the working class to their benefits. Uh, all of last year, NUMSA, under the banner of SAFTU, drove a campaign to educate and inform the working class to reject not only the poverty national minimum wage of 20 rand per hour, but also to recognize how this government is tinkering with the right to strike through the changes it's making um, through the labor laws. This resulted in the biggest march and strike in post-apartheid history. Uh, that's a recorded fact. Now, even though NUMSA has made all of these incredible strides as a trade union, it is still restricted um, in terms of being able to make genuine change. Mm. And NUMSA's view has always been to drive an agenda for the working class, for the working class itself to actually lead, for the working class itself to be at the front and center in finding solutions for society. Because you see, the thing about members of the working class, people like myself and you, who work, who earn salaries, who don't own factories, that's members of the working class. Um, uh, we are the ones who are the creators of wealth. We are the ones who are responsible for growing the economy. And yet when it comes to making major decisions, like the structure of the economy and uh, policies for, the, for government, all of those decisions are made by members of the mm. capitalist elite for their own interests and for the interests of business. Mm. The formation of SRWP came as a result of a resolution in 2013 when we felt that as NUMSA we could no longer be part of the ANC's agenda and constantly be used by them every time elections came around to rubber stamp their policies mm. which were 
very, very anti-working class. Um, and this sure. is why SRWP was born mm. and what separates us from mm. all of these other political parties, uh, even the ones that are on your show today, is that we're not interested in compromising with capital. We are organizing the working class to seize power and to lead and to drive an agenda and to draft policies and to run this mm. country in their interest. Well, that's probably the, an, another issue that you've just highlighted, Paramila, in terms of uh, um, Noomsa's uh, beef with uh, the uh, ANC. Some people could define the Socialist Revolutionary Workers' Party as uh, an extension of uh, why uh, Noomsa actually exited the uh, alliance. Um, is that why it's um, the, the case? And how are you going to actually distinguish yourself from that identity from that particular history? Well, I think, um, first and foremost, we, we, it's, it's, a, it's a fact that we broke away um, from, we rejected the ANC in 2019, 2013. And it was purely because, um, and this is a recorded fact, I mean, year upon year upon year, NUMSA has made declarations and statements, even throughout the time it was part of the um, alliance, that the direction that the ANC government was taking was not in the interest of the poor, and it was not in the interest of the working class majority. They adopted, first of all, macroeconomic policies, capitalist economic policies, neoliberal economic policies, which have really destroyed the manufacturing sector. They focused heavily on building the financial sector, the banks and other financial institutions, instead of um, assisting the growth of the manufacturing sector, which is where real jobs are. Um, and they've done this because they've been trying, for the last 25 years, everything in terms of the policies that they've adopted have been done to please um, the World Bank and other uh, institutions of capital. You see, for us, the enemy has always been clear. The enemy is capital, not white people. And we say this because when you don't make a distinction of class, mm. this is how members of the working class mm. and the poor get abused time and time and time again. I'm listening, and I've heard the BLF talking about, and it's not just the BLF, the EFF talking about um, how they're pursuing agendas for black people. But you see, when you pursue an agenda for black people, it, the same black people include people like Jacob Zuma, include people like Cyril Ramaphosa, and we all know that these are people who have been very instrumental in driving policies, economic policies, directly to benefit mm. white business at the expense of the working class majority who happen to be poor and mostly African. Mm. The only way that we can actually deal with the suffering of the working class is to deal with the capitalist system which is mm. responsible for breeding inequality, responsible for breeding poverty, responsible for breeding um, unemployment, and all of the suffering of members of the African working class majority in this country. That is the, and, and I mean, it's been proven mm. the world over. When you, in, when you adopt socialist principles, which are for the benefit of all society, then this is when you get genuine transformation and an improvement in the lives of people. I can cite many examples. Mm. Example of Cuba, for example. Cuba, even by the standards of the United Nations, by its own record, um, the average lifespan of a Cuban person is higher than an American person. The edu quality of education is better than an, an American person. In fact, um, Cuban people have the best 
uh, uh, level of education. They have eliminated illiteracy. This is something America has failed to do, being the leader of capitalism in the globe. Okay. Uh, the quality of life. Is, sure. cannot be compared in Cuba compared to the life that is mm. lived by millions of Americans under a capitalist society. We must sure. recognize who our enemies are, and the, the enemy here is capitalism. All right. I hear all your different agenda settings in terms of what you guys are putting on the table, and I want to move on to uh, just uh, this uh, part of the conversation. Let me start with you, Dr. Koza, in terms of looking at the mm. question I wanted to ask is, in terms of uh, do we still have a space for new political formations in our current democratic dispensation and why do you think so because you probably uh, thought this was the case because as you said you you left the african national congress i'm sure it was a bittersweet moment for you but then you thought that let's start a new um, organization and start things afresh okay let me tell you this i think we do have the space one, first of all, I think the ANC you've seen, when they are talking about, uh, when they are campaigning, they are talking about economic growth. But the truth is, you can have jobless economic growth. Therefore, they are not talking to somebody who is unemployed out there. The, the DA has its own challenges and so forth. What we are talking about here, which is why I have, I've moved from civil society and to fight this fight in parliament, is the fact that our electoral reforms, we need electoral reforms in South Africa that will allow South Africans, irrespective of their political affiliation, to be able to stand for their specific constituencies. Currently, we have proportional representation at national and provincial level, and as a result, we have members of parliament that are not accountable to the people that elect them in the first instance. Instead, they are accountable to their political parties. Hence, we are going back, and as ATEC, we are calling ourselves activists. Well, everybody may be talking about workers and everybody else, we are talking about the South African citizens. We are activists. We are taking our fight as activists into Parliament. We are going to address tax abuse mm-hmm. on the parliamentary platform. So the space for political parties is still there. And again, I'm a feminist. None of these parties that I have seen are actually pro-women. And everything that is happening for women, we are the president that I always challenge when I was in the ANC, who violated women's rights in any manner of approach. And therefore, I am there for the women. I'm a feminist and I'm unapologetic. And we also need somebody to, to speak for the LGB, the, the lesbians and gays. We need those people to be accommodated in society. And somebody has to speak for them as well, mm. because we are pro-choice as the African democratic change. Mm. Zanella, let me bring you into this conversation. Um, um, Dr. Koza is speaking about electoral reform. Uh, in terms of the question that I'm asking, in terms of the space for new political parties in uh, South Africa, uh, what are your thoughts around that? And tell us why you think uh, BLF is a, a suitable candidate to uh, join in the political fray. Before I answer that question, I have to respond to the comments that were made by Padamile Sobi against uh, Black First, Land First, which are dishonest, disingenuous, and very unethical 
to link breakfast lenses to any capitalist agenda in this country. Johan Rupert and the Oppenheimer family, which are the two most richest families here in this country, that hold the wealth of this country, that people are in poverty because of these people. It is only Blackfest Lancet that has confronted these capitalists. Johan Rupert currently has over 10 court interdicts because we have made it clear that when we occupy land, he is first on the list, we are going to take his land. When Parliament had summoned the Oppenheimer family to appear before them, it was Blackfest Lancet that confronted the, the, the Oppenheimer family. So we must not be dishonest just to score political points in, in this country. It is Blackfoot Land First that has been at the center of centralizing the conversation on white monopoly capital. There is no capitalist state, there is no capitalist class that has no particular skin color. The, Capitalism in this country, where's the skin color? Where's an agenda of racism? And that is to be white. So we must not do that. Pakamile should be speaks for the new political party of NUMSA, which is controlled by the white left. She has nothing to say about that. NUMSA herself and her leader, Alvin Jim, were in cahoots in partnership with Johan Rupert to get rid of the democratically elected president in this country, that was Jacob Zuma. So we must not be dishonest and go on live public platforms and make uh, allegations against certain political parties that we will never be able to sustain. Because should be must not do that. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah. so Zanelle, yeah, sure. Why you are poor, are black, and therefore <laughs> we are going to continue to speak about how white people mm. hold the wealth and the land in their hands while the people are dispossessed okay. and are futureless. All right, and and that question that I was asking you in terms of, do you think that there's still space for new political formations, Zanelle? We believe as Black First Lancers that there is a space for a new agenda and an agenda that puts black people at the forefront. And that's why we decided to contest these particular elections as Black First Lancers because if you see, particularly with the top three political parties represented in Parliament, the EFF, the ANC and the DA, they are all controlled by white monopoly capital. Political parties in this country are funded by white monopoly capital. That is why Black First Lancers from the get-go, we have been calling our people to donate to us, and we are happy to report that in order for us to be registered and contest these elections, it is through the blood and sweat of our people, mm. because they do understand that we represent their agenda. And that is what we are going to continue mm. to do as Black First Land First. We don't need political parties. We need revolutionaries. We need, need black people who are fearless, who are brave, who are not scared to talk the truth and not shy away from the racist society that South Africa is. And we believe with the voice that Lexus Lancers represents, we are going to shake parliament and we are going to stop black political parties who masquerade as socialist parties as well to okay. push an agenda I hear you. I hear you, white Zanilla. people. Sure. Let me, let me take this back to you, Paramile. I want you to respond to what Zanilla was highlighting there, <laughs> but also speak on to this issue of uh, the space that is broadening in uh, the, the political uh, spectrum. Uh, but answer as you please. Well, first of all, I think we must be very clear. Uh, history has even recorded this to be a fact. Long before Black First Land First even existed as a political formation, NUMSA was denouncing the existence of white monopoly capital. And we have always said that the, the structure of the South African economy is racist, that the nature of South African capitalism is racist from back in the days of colonialism, imperialism, up until apartheid. 
and we have always been consistent on the fact that it must always be that whenever there is any agenda, you have to affirm black people as part of that agenda because of the history of colonization, apartheid, etc., and imperialism. And that remains to be true even under the SRWP. We are not ashamed of the fact that as Munsa we rejected uh, Jacob Zuma. Yes, we did. And, we, and we, we were very proud to drive that agenda. Jacob Zuma was a filthy capitalist. Under his watch, 34 striking miners were shot at point-blank range for demanding a living wage. That man does not deserve to leave the working class. And this is why we will never defend a brutal capitalist like um, Jacob Zuma or the ANC government which promotes this ideology where workers must always be attacked, where workers must always be killed, where members of the working class must always suffer in order that um, business and mm. in particular white monopoly capital can be enriched at their expense. But we recognize that if you're going to fight this battle, it is a very narrow debate if you're going to make it purely about race. Because the fact of the matter is, the oppressors of the working class are not just white people. Cyril Ramaphosa is oppressing the working class as we speak through the capitalist policies which he has implemented on behalf of the capitalist ANC government. And the only way that the working class can find genuine freedom and equality is to overthrow the capitalist system. This is a system which can only succeed if the minority of people are enriched so that the far majority continues to, to suffer in poverty. Oxfam year upon year upon year releases reports confirming this. They talk about how the world's wealthiest is getting richer and richer because of this capitalist system mm. and, and the working class is actually getting poorer. In fact, they've even defined them now as the working poor. Mm. Now, that will not end if we're going to make this battle only about race. We need to destroy the actual system which, which inflicts misery, mm. particularly on black people, particularly on black women, um, because capitalism is also racist, it is sexist, and it is homophobic and xenophobic. The very fact that today we're dealing with xenophobia in our country is because capitalism has to group um, different groups of people. So it separates us according to our nationality, and then it discriminates against us, and on the basis of who we are, we are then paid uh, uh, according to that. So that's why black women are the worst paid when you look at the statistics, but those who suffer more in terms of uh, working conditions, it's always foreign labor. Okay. But of course, when the system is, is failing, then they blame um, uh, foreign, uh, foreigners. Okay, I have the question you sure. raised, just in a minute because I've ran out of time here. Yeah. Just, just in a minute, I've ran out of time, Pagamili. Just make your concluding points there. Sure, go ahead. On the, on the issue of why parties like ourselves, the Socialist Revolutionary Party, should exist, we are the only political party that's made it clear that the enemy of the working class is capitalism. We are not going to make any false promises to members of the working class where we promise you houses, increase your grants, give you land. No, you can't do any of those things if you've not destroyed the capitalist system. You need to destroy capitalism. You need the working class to take power so that they can drive an agenda and drive policies for their own interests. I have, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to Dr. Makosi Koza, who I have a lot of respect for. But to be frank, she talks about activism. Sue Ramaphosa also describes himself as an activist. He'll tell me he's an anti-apartheid activist. And yet he has done more to, to attack the working class today. He is brutal as a capitalist today okay. 
than any okay, other. Okay, I have to. Uh, I have to. I have to wrap up the and conversation. And this is why, as sure. members of the working class, mm. we must not. Mm. We must unite as a class, overthrow capitalism, so that we can we can be the ones to come up with an agenda to benefit all of society and not just a few elites. Okay, that's how I'm going to wrap up the conversation. You've heard for yourself what all these uh, new political parties are bringing to uh, the table there. Thank you to Dr. Makozi Kosa, who is uh, a founder of the African Democratic Change. Thank you to Paramile Hlubi, who's the chairperson of the Gauteng province of the Socialist Revolutionary Workers' Party. Thank you as well to Zanele Luana, uh, the deputy president of Black First Land First.